there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours, and you are listening to the award-winning, the best podcast in the entire world, the Neighbourhood Rewatch. Welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, award-winning, of course, but you already knew that. Um, today, we've got Adam. Right. And we've got Tim. Yeppers. <laughs> oh, what a horrible, horrible word. That's the, might be the, you said a lot of horrible things, Tim, but that might have been the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> say that, though. It fits in with Tim, doesn't it? it like, Tim, Tim would say something like that. Just a bit of a cunt. Yuppers. <laughs> I might get you a t-shirt that says that. I feel yeah. dirty now. Can I take it back? Don't leave this nope. in. <laughs> now, this will be the clip. This will be the first clip I, I air this week to just be you saying yeppers over and over. And over. Uh, because Sorry. I am the host. I am the host of Sorts JK and I have the power to do these things. I can put what clips I want out. The ones yep. that I think I'm great on. Fucking uh, annoying. Can change logos whenever I want. It's generally generally ruin our days. <laughs> yep, I absolutely have the power. What clips you put on? Oh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> the one that made me laugh and nobody else. <laughs> of course, if you want to see all these very funny clips that I think are very funny, uh, you can follow us on socials at Watch Neighbor, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You know, and I'm getting a little bit bored of TikTok if I'm honest. No, you can't say that. That's the biggest one now. Everyone's fucking all over that shit. Nah, uh, it's, it's, it's bored of it already. Um, so, one thing I've not been bored of though is been watching Neighbours this week, episode three thousand nine hundred ninety-six to episode four thousand. We have successfully covered one thousand episodes of Neighbours. Uh, we said we were going to do something special for it this week. Did we do anything? We all turned up. We all turned up, Dan. We have got a few things in the pipeline, obviously. I think we did pretty well at getting things in the pipeline, but unfortunately, just time has been against us this week. But hopefully, in the next next week or two, hopefully we'll get something going. It is it is ready to go. We're not just saying that. Yeah. We uh, we always, when we say this in the past, we always back it up, don't we? Yeah. We do. We never let you down. We have never let you down once. Uh, and we will not continue to do so. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh... <laughs> Start talking. Come on, tell us about some neighbours. Tell you said we, was we, watched, we only watched five episodes, just five, no, no more. Uh, we didn't, we didn't go mental or anything. We just watched the five episodes, um, and I really enjoyed them this week. I thought, you know, last week we had to put out two separate episodes because it was so long and so extensive. I think it might happen again this week because I think there's a lot to talk about because it was fucking good this week, Tim. It was really good this week. Wow. That first Rare episode one. that we watched, episode three. The first episode this week. Was... It might be my favourite episode of Neighbours yeah, I've ever watched. I, I think it's the best episode of Neighbours I've ever seen in my life. Fuck. Within like, we're not, I'm not going to give it away completely, but within two minutes fourteen seconds, you've seen Darcy just be absolute Darcy and a pig. That's all I'm going to say. We'll get to that in a bit. Wait, Darcy being Darcy and Darcy being a pig. Or no. we see Darcy and the pig. And the get pig. to it. You say pig. we're going to get to that in a minute. We'll get into it now. That is the point of this podcast. We chat shit about these things. There you are, the first two minutes and 14 seconds. Go. Let's go. All right. 
Fuck it. Well, should we start? Should we start with Doctor Darcy? Of course, the ego has landed. Uh, within the first twenty seconds, you see there's a new there's a new girl in town. She's talking to Stu. She needs a car sorted, and you know Stu's like, hey, you know, she's an attractive woman. Uh, we later find out she's called Amelia Moon. Uh, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna flirt with this girl a little bit. I might, I might be getting somewhere. And he seems to be getting somewhere. Darcy straight away senses that someone else is being pulled, and he's not doing the pulling. So he fucking. Yeah. It is like that. It's almost like a fucking bat signal went off or or he heard a dog whistle or something. And he's like, some fucking flirting going on here. I'm not involved in it. Someone's getting a shag straight in his fucking Jeep. And he must have pelted down to the garage. Something wrong with his car now as well, apparently. And he swans up. And if you looked up, like you, you have got this as well. You like we've said before, you and Darcy are kindred spirits. He is your spirit animal. However you want to do it. Um, if you looked up in a dictionary the words shit-eating grin, I think you would find a picture of your good self and Dr. Darcy. Because he strolls <laughs> up behind uh, Stu and this, this girl, full-on shit-eating grin, ready to, I don't know, full-on get oh. involved. So he, he rocks up in his Range Rover, Tim. Um, oh, Range Rover. What a fucking Range Rover. Give me a quid on the Patreon. So he rocks up. He stops in the middle of the road. He doesn't. He just. He just absolutely stops. He doesn't lock his car. He just gets out and the swagger, the swagger from the car, to the female, is just to the female. I feel like this is like a David Attenborough documentary it is, now. It, it is very much like that. If you had Attenborough talking all the time, you'd be like the Darcy spots the. Um, female from across the, the, the road and slowly, not cautiously, but very effectively makes his way to water, preening as he goes with a shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> uh, instantly, instantly mugs you off. Calls him, I think he keeps calling him Chucker. I think that's like his... He, he keeps calling him Chucker, yeah. Yeah, I think it's like a little kiddie name that he's got for him. Uh, no, it's the name that people used to call him from his country days. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, completely mugs her off straight in front of her. He's saying you will fix my car, and then the girl has mentioned to Stuart that um, she's got some tickets to the footy, but she has to go by herself, and she doesn't really like it. And Stuart has said, "Oh, I'll take you." But while he's off fixing the car, Darcy full on swoops in, and he bags the date to the footy. He says, "Dar," she says, "Darcy's just asked me to the footy. Unlucky. I'm going with this cunt instead." Yeah, but he doesn't just ask her. He goes, "Oh, I've I've got a client who's got a box that never uses it." Yeah, so, he goes, "She's in the box." <laughs> what do you say there, Tim? Is it a blue box? Is it a blue box? Probably, but the bluest blue you've ever seen. Um, you don't. Are you, you're surely not not understanding that reference. I am understanding that reference. Well, don't don't play it off then. Fucking hell, there was a dildo joke waiting to happen. That. <laughs> wow <laughs> sorry again everyone <laughs> I'm here for one reason and one reason only you can't just ignore the dildo jokes it's the bad the internet dad. Tim that's why you're here but he's taken over now we don't need you anymore <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying the blue is blue because blue as in 
Oh my God. Won't <laughs> you please tell me why your jokes are funny? People love that. But me, move on to the pig bit quick. <laughs> no, because we've still got more Darcy to talk about. We're doing all the Darcy yeah. stuff together. Yeah, we're doing all the Darcy stuff together. Okay, let me tell you a bit about Darcy then. So, he's being a bit of a cunt to Stuart, but he's got the date. Now, if you subscribe to our Patreon, you will have listened to something earlier today about animals and things like that and being afraid of certain animals. I purposely have left this bit um, because this is what comes up next. It is Darcy being afraid of an animal. And this blew my mind because our host of sorts, what animals don't you like? There's only one, famously, there's only one animal I really fucking hate and I'm absolutely petrified of. And it's the same, by the looks of it, as our Dr. Darcy again. <laughs> Isn't it? It is, it is absolutely is, yeah. Like, to the point where I couldn't watch it on the screen. I can't watch the animals on the screen because I'm that fucking petrified of them. Uh, so, yeah, so Darcy, uh, well, at first he goes to the coffee shop and he sees Stu in there and he mugs him off one more time just because he can. He's eating a sandwich and he's like, eat your fucking crust, dickhead. Off I go, get a coffee. Uh, and then he's babysitting baby Ben. Uh, and he's talking to Millie on the phone. He's like, yeah, we're going to have a great time tonight. And then he turns around and he sees a snake. Just, he just inching his way For up. no reason. It, like, you don't, this, isn't, this isn't bait on anything at all. He's literally just babysitting. This is a ridiculous episode filled with loads of random stuff. Then a fucking snake just turns up. It's like the writers have like done a lucky dip. What could we do? Um, snake. And they just go, right, how can we get a snake in today's episode? And they put it <laughs> in that house. Um, and Darcy absolutely shits his load as the snake, and this is quite scary, starts wrapping itself around and going up into the um, Ben's cot, which is quite a scary kind oh, of image. Okay. Fuck that. No. Yeah. Um, but he absolutely shits his load. Yeah, and he just he's just ready to leave the kid and just fucking do one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he makes no effort to. He just stands there. He makes no effort to to help Ben at all. And you're like, oh fuck, this you know, this kid could get bit. He could get strangled. Um, this, you know, this could be the end of baby Ben. But don't worry, because Stu shows up for no reason at all. Just walks in the house. Literally just walks in the house. No reason why he would walk in this house. No, none at all. He doesn't live there. It's, he just walks it's in the middle there. of the day. He should be at fucking work. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no fixing, sense. He should be fixing Darcy's car, but he's not. Uh, yeah, and he's like, what's up with you? And, he's, and Darcy's like, snake. And he's like, he basically does say that. Yeah. And Stu's like, oh, fucking hell, yeah, this is a really venomous one, then. There's this one. This could really do some fucking damage. Picks it up. Look at it, look at it. It's fucking well evil, this one. Daddy's <laughs> like, you get the fuck away from me. He's like, oh, go chuck it outside. Don't worry. Um, so he gets the mug Darcy back off uh, because we find out that, well, no, Darcy finds out that it actually wasn't a venomous snake at all. It's just a kind of house snake, if you would. Carpet snake, it's called. Carpet snake, yeah. He finds this out because Carl and uh, Ellie just take the piss out of him for it. Uh, so he goes back and he's like, "I know what you're doing. I know that wasn't really a venomous snake. I would have been, I would have been fine, you know. I'd have been absolutely fine. I didn't need." He buys him some beers though, doesn't he? I think he buys him some buy, beers. He buys him some snakes, snake sweets. Oh, he buys some snake sweets. Brilliant. That was better than beers. Actual snake sweets. 
Yeah, because Darcy, there's no way he can have been emasculated by Stu here. There's, he will not let this settle. So he brings him some snake sweets to go. You like sweets because you're a fucking baby. And he goes, I'd have been fine with that snake, you know. Absolutely fine. Like, if I see that snake again, I'd fucking batter it. <laughs> so so Stu goes, all right, then, well, here it is. I've kept it. Here's the fucking <laughs> snake dickhead. He kept the snake as a pet. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. It was so good. Yeah, it's... I don't know why they needed to do any of this in this episode, but <laughs> I'm so fucking glad they did. Absolutely. So glad. Um, I've also wrote down here, do you think this snake is a metaphor for anything? What do we think? I don't think they're smart enough at this point. They, they might try to do that shit sometimes and fail, but it's more likely that... I was thinking, actually, where Adam said like the writer just did a random thing, I reckon it's just as likely. It's Australia, after all. There just happened to be a fucking snake there when they went in one morning, and we went, rather than moving it, should we just add it into the story? Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll have a look in, in the fucking encyclopedia, because it's the early 2000s, there's no Wikipedia yet. See if it's a venomous one. Nah, it's probably not. Put it in the script. We'll we'll get we'll send him off to like the casting agent. We'll make sure he gets paid, but stick in it. <laughs> we'll make sure he gets all his accreditations. Yeah. <laughs> Have a look back in the, the the cast list. There'll be like a Mr. S snake. <laughs> But that's not the only animal we see this episode as well. It's fucking brilliant. Course, like I said, this bit, this bit was better than the snake stuff for me because it was the most random thing I've ever. It's fucking mental. That's why I sent you a picture of it. Yeah, because it's fucking brilliant. So you fo- we literally follow the scene where Darcy's just mugged off steer and got out of the car, and and then the next thing's panning across. There's a fucking pig there. There's a pig. <laughs> it's not even that. It's not even that. There's a pig. It's that there's a pig on Lou's desk, alive, in the back of the pub, and Lou's sat at his desk, stroking this pig's head, <laughs> and there's just a pig on his table. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Is and it ever explained why there's a pig? Well, yeah, there is. Because Harold comes in and goes, whoa, is that a pig? <laughs> and Lou's like, yeah, yeah, this guy who I know is he's doing some pig deals or something. He's trying to like he's got he's quite big in pigs, and he's given Lou this pig because it's of good stock. And and Lou's little plan is to raise pigs now, and he's going to start doing pigs. It <laughs> makes it's just absolutely ridiculous that he's got a pig in his. Not at his house, in his garden, or at a farm or anything. They've just put this pig on his table in his office. <laughs> it's mental. But this this storyline, it just gets better for me. Carry it, it on. It is absolutely fantastic. Harold's walked in, as a little side note, Harold has walked in because he's upset about Rosie and probably wants to have it out with Lou a little bit. But he sees the pig and he's just like, do you know what, fuck, you've got, you've got a pig. I can't That's- compete with that. <laughs> That storyline is dropped. They, he has not asked about Lou and Rosie anymore because he's because he's seen this pig. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he he's not asked in the slightest now. So he's yeah. So Lou's got a pig, and he, he's telling everyone, he's like, do you know I've got a pig? I've got a pig yeah. in the back here. It's in the office. Do you want to see it? Do you want to come mm-hmm. in the office if you want? I've got a fucking pig. And they're like, I, 
yeah, I'm fucking Luke Harper. I've got a pig. Uh, and he's telling everybody in the pub. And then there's two guys in there. I don't know if they're the same obnoxious guys who were there any other week. They look, uh, they're the same. They might not be the same guys, but they're pretty much the same guys as the ones who were being horrible and saying Irish jokes when um, Connor was in there the other day. They're just very stereotypical suit-wearing cunts. They're just mm. horrible people, aren't they? Like, you can imagine them, Tim. Is it like suit jacket and T-shirt underneath or like... Fair point. They're not that big a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> they're, just, they're just a shirt and tie with like bleeding nipples kind of cunts. Not quite that bad either. Not that bad. Okay, so like just the next level down. Next level down. Yeah, but your lower level, entry level suit cunts. Um, like don't really need to be wearing a suit. Self-important kayak asshole cunts. Yeah, again, that's that's that. Yeah, that's you guys again. So that they're a little bit below <laughs> you two. <laughs> what what makes them cunts apart from the suit is the fact they go, "Oh, you've got a fucking pig. I want to fucking eat that pig." <laughs> it's like, so funny. <laughs> Lou's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to fucking eat that pig for my lunch." I was looking at the menu, but <laughs> that you told me the special of the day. I want the fucking pig. It's like. So like one of your like children's storybooks where it's like someone's like the wolf hate sees the pig. I'm joking on my Haribo, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. So Haribos. Um get some sponsorship in there. They they really, they just avoided a lawsuit there. Because you <laughs> spat and didn't choke on it. <laughs> so um it's like one of those storybooks where the wolf wants to eat the pig but it, like they're sat in this pub they're having a drink they might have even eaten something already and he starts the guy the main one the main cunt in the suit so just starts saying saying you got a pig i want to eat that pig like that it made <laughs> it so ridiculous that that would be a possibility or that could ever happen You've got a pig. I want to eat it. And then, so Lou's like, well, no, it's like a live pig. It's just like my pet pig for a bit. I'm doing some pig stuff. And he's the guy just pulls out a big wad of cash and just starts laying note after note. How about, how about this to eat your pig? How about this <laughs> to eat your pig? It, it's fucking ridiculous. And then and he, just drops, about- he drops about 100 quid and... and Lou's like, well, no, because like, you know, it's alive. It's like a pig, and he's like, double it. I want to eat your pig. Double it. <laughs> I want to eat your pig. Oh, and then he get, oh. he says one thing where it's like five hundred, five hundred dollars or something, and he's and Lou goes, that's a lot of money. And the face is like, is Lou gonna let him eat the pig? And then he just cuts. <laughs> five hundred dollars. It's ridiculous because again, these guys have come out for. A lightish. You've come out for a pub lunch, probably on your lunch hour. Imagine, imagine you went for your for your lunch hour, Tim, and came back. You went, "Oh, did you have a nice lunch?" You went, "Yeah, that entire fucking pig." How, I, I want to know that at this point. How big is this pig? Because five hundred. It's I mean, a baby uh, pig. Uh, it's like it's on his desk. It's on his desk. It's a little black pig. Yeah. Five hundred quid on his lunch to eat a pig. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I'm just trying. I, I need to see a picture of this pig. Just first of all, just to see, even if I it was a like, picture of the pig, 
I'll have a look. It, even though it was like, even if it was good to go, it was all chopped up and butchered. I, I still feel like you get a lot of money for it. But like, what the fuck are they expecting him to do? They got he's got to go and slaughter it. Then he's just build a spit roast in the middle of the pub. So Lou, he do, he does the face like that's a lot of money. He does, and you're like, oh fucking hell, he's been every fucking ma- Lou. <sighs> every man's got a price, and so has every pig apparently. So you're like, oh fucking hell, and then yeah, you cut back to me later. Two men are like, oh, that was fucking lovely. That that was fantastic. That is the best pig I've ever had. And Lou's like, yeah, not a problem. Glad you enjoyed it, boys. It's proper over-the-top, like, Roald Dahl kind of story where the two horrible men are like, oh, that was a scrumptious pig. Like, he's <laughs> proper over-the-top. And then Harold comes in again, doesn't he? Because he's Harold, very because he's forgot about Rosie, he doesn't give a fuck, but he spotted this pig. He brings some, like, scraps for the pig, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. And he's like, I've got some scraps of this pig. And Lou's like, oh. Uh... And he's like, you fucking sold that pig, didn't you? I can't believe it. All the things you've done. Fucking Rosie. You've sold a pig. You've and... not just sold the pig, you've butchered the pig and fed it to these soup cunts. Yeah. And Harold is absolutely, and rightly so, incensed. He goes fucking mental. He does go a little mental and Lou's like, oh, fuck. I might have fucked up here. Uh, so later on, Lou shows up in the cafe and I was like, you've got a fucking cheat coming up here. Uh, and he's like, oh, I just wanted to drop off this money for you. And went, what do you mean? He's like, oh, well, you know, I got this money for selling two guys some pork from some frozen pork chops on the back uh, that they thought was pig. Uh, if it was pork, it was pig. Yeah, true, but he wasn't that pig. <laughs> So he, he didn't. Said, yeah. He didn't butcher the pig. He didn't kill the pig. The pig's fine. He gave these two Sue horrible bastards some pork chops that they thought was pig, the pig that Lou had, um, and he made five hundred dollars for some pork chops, which makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, um, some frozen pork chops. I'd be like, "Where's the rest of this fucking pig? I've paid you five hundred ping, yeah. quid to get the fucking pig. I want all of the pig." I want it is, it is, is he defrosted <laughs> this or like I don't know that you can't cook pork from frozen, surely. Yeah, That's the issue that. you've got, Tim. That that, that maybe yeah. there wasn't sufficient of, defrosting going on. That's one the issue of you've many, got with this story. One of many, I I reckon he's clearly if in the real world, if he tried to pull this shit off, he'd bring them out a block of ice and they'd go fuck off. Where's the rest of it? And that's clearly not it. Once again, Tim, you are forgetting that this is not real life. This is Neighbours. And this this whole storyline pretty much seems to exist just so Lou can get one over on Harold again. He doesn't get one over on Harold. He gives Harold half the money. He gives him like $250 to the salvos or something. Yeah, but he takes the moral high ground and fucking loves every second of doing it as well. Because it's not often Lou gets to take the moral high ground. On stuff, well, he doesn't. He just agrees with Harold in the end. Harold says, I can't believe you no, killed the pig. No. And he goes, don't worry, I haven't. No, but then he's like, yeah, well, I mean, next time you shouldn't be so quick to judge. And, yeah, yeah, and but Harold's but like, oh, fucking hell, I'm sorry. Is it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, you know, the evidence uh, presented to Harold was pretty damning, I suppose. Um, but it's yeah, the kind of thing they would have done. 
Yeah. So yeah, Lou. Uh, yeah, he's 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 donated some money to charity. He's got rid of those frozen pork chops out the freezer. He's mugged off two cunts. He's got the moral high ground over over Harold, and he gets to shag Rosie. So fantastic. Well, and and what the only thing that could top that, I imagine, is still having that pig. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's got a new best friend in. Got a pig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is this like so that storyline was was running alongside the Darcy storyline, and I loved every minute of this episode. It was it was one of my favorite episodes of all time. It was. It was very much an animal special. Uh, I think that's the episode. This week's episode title. Now that's been a bit of an animal special, hasn't it? That's a bit of an animal special. Luckily, uh, there's no more animal talk now. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Uh, oh, as well, Lou does get caught in a fire and nearly dies. I, but that's, that's coming later in a separate storyline, surely. That's a fucking massive storyline. You've just dropped it in there like it's nothing. No, that I mean, compared to the pig, it's not, but... <laughs> no, Do you want to talk about that, that story now? Yeah, he gets caught in a fucking fire and gets out of it the next episode. That's all there is it's, to say about it. What? Why are you te- why are you telling the story like that? That's awful storytelling. No, that's you, not what your son has said. Use that information to make it really fucking boring. No wonder your son has said no that. more stories, please. <laughs> Is that what you do? Like this happened, then this happened, the end. No wonder he doesn't like he's disowned you. No, it's it's such a token story because they they've got they've got oh fuck it's the four thousand episode next week. Do you want should we do something dramatic? Yeah, but what should we do? Well, we've just done a pig. I know it needs to be more dramatic than a pig. Uh, what, what about a snake? I oh, know we've just done the snake. What should we do? Uh, oh, get your hand in the in the look at it. What have we got? It. We've got church on fire. Who had church, church on fire? I feel like fire is such a. They always go to fire every time they want a dramatic moment. Like, ah, oh, should we just fucking chuck a fire in there? Uh, I think they did it for the Millennium episode. For a couple of weeks, we've been saying, oh, there's fuck all going on. Now there's a fucking fire, and you've gone, oh, there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it was exciting. Nah, it wasn't for me. It's, it, it's, it's been overdone, the fire thing. Oh, my God. Quick, let's talk about nothing again for an hour then. <laughs> Not the big dramatic moment. <laughs> what, what are your top five alternatives then? You wanted, like, tornado, flood, like... What what would you have preferred? Yeah, tornado would have been good. Um, or like one of those random things where like a, a tornado whips like a load of fish out of the sea and then like drops a load of like fish or dead animals down on Erinsborough. That would have been I would have much preferred that to a fire. <laughs> You'd rather it rain dead fish. Yes. And everyone just be like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, I just got hit by a fish. I'm gonna go inside to avoid the fish. Than, than a dramatic fire and risking people dying. Yeah. Like, Lou and Rosie were trapped in the fire. Like, they could have they could have died in this fire. Nobody knew they were in this fire. It was quite a, a dangerous moment. And, and what's going to happen maybe a little bit later, we find out, it was Lou that caused the fire. No, not bothered. Maybe he almost killed the woman he's just fallen for. Like you, you, you miss. You're not bothered about that in dramatic storylines either. Like now he's got, a, he's going to know that he caused the fire that almost killed him and her. Will he come forward? Will he tell her about it? Will she find out? What? Not asked though. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Sounds like the biggest thing that happened this week. He was more interested in Dr. Darcy being a pervert and the snake and the pig. Yeah, which was the comedy episode that they gave us a couple before this really big dramatic one. <laughs> no, he's not even, you can tell he's not even made any notes or anything. No, I haven't. No concept got... or anything to say about this, the 4,000th episode of Neighbours. No. Literally I'm, nothing. Move on. I'm, I can't be asked with you. No, move on. Not interested. <laughs> I'm just I'm just upset the pig didn't save him, if I'm honest. That'd have been that Get on been, with it. I don't want to talk to you about it anymore. You fucking ruined <laughs> the, it. The only thing that makes that would have made this better is if the pig died a hero and then at the end everyone was having bacon sandwiches. <laughs> pig good. rescued Lou but died and got cooked. Yeah, turned to a lovely, juicy tenderness that everyone could enjoy afterwards. That would have been a lovely end, been a lovely end to that. That didn't happen. Flick <laughs> was passing by and managed to get them out. Flick's now a hero. But she is dealing with her own demons of falling in love with her sister's fiancé, her sister who might also be pregnant. Yeah. Talk about the pig some more. Go on. <laughs> now let's talk about the Scullies. Um, so Mark has bought Steph a brand new bike because remember last episode Connor trashed her bike uh, and she's like oh this is a fucking great bike let's go for a spin they go for a spin and she's like this is the best bike ever I can't believe you bought it for me but I can't take it from you and he's like why he's like because I just can't take a new bike from you that's you, that's just not how I want this relationship to be uh, which seems to win Mark's mum over at this point She's like, well, she could have had a new bike. She didn't take it. Definitely not a gold digger. Her gold digger watch is now over. She completed her gold digger watch. So she uh, she goes to Steph and is like, yeah, we withdraw our objection from the wedding. Uh, you may proceed with the wedding uh, because I now know you're not a gold digger. And here's some earrings as well. That my grandma or something. So you've got something borrowed for the day. Uh, don't try and pawn him. Wear him for the wedding. Then pawn him. Yeah, so that's that's lovely because now they can go full steam ahead. It's going to be a great day. It's going to... Love will reign supreme. However... Uh, oh, fuck, I've lost my notes here. Uh, <laughs> However, there was a fire and a pig. However, pig. <laughs> was there a spider and a dog and a lion? <laughs> all, in, all in a wardrobe <laughs> sheep in the coffee shop however some people are getting sauce to flick a mark uh, Lynn finds a picture in Flick's little book that's of them it's two a magazine is that a magazine well it's quite a big magazine could be <laughs> is the magazine not just a small book that's what I know you're right I, yeah it's just about yeah it's a magazine yeah <laughs> Uh, she finds the picture from the, the photo shoot where she's got the sexy eyes and they're looking yep. at each other quite lovingly. And Lynn's like, hmm, that's a bit weird that she's keeping that picture. And then they get caught in the rain at some point. There's a big big thunderstorm going on. Uh, I would have preferred a thunderstorm over a fire, by the way. You got both, dickhead! <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so they're stuck in like this little veranda kind of thing. I don't know if that's what that is. It's um, like a pagoda, isn't it? 
yeah, one of those. And this kind of looking at it is really pretty awkwardly. And then it cuts to a guy in a yellow jacket just staring at them, and they're like, "You don't see who it is. It's just it's this. Weird. This was in that same episode as well with the pig and the snake and Darcy being a cunt. So they're caught in the rain, and you just see this mysterious figure in a yellow raincoat just watching him. You don't find out who it is or anything. That's what added to that episode for me. I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck's going on here? He's wearing a yellow raincoat. This is fucking brilliant." Um. We find out in the next episode who it is, though, don't we? We do. We find out it was Stu. He's it was like, Stu. Yeah. And then, so Stu, the mechanic, who's who's very busy, he's doing all his mechanic stuff and all that. And that, so Flick says, oh, was that you in that yellow coat? Because he's wearing the yellow coat. And he says, oh, yeah, that's me. I was just out taking some photographs. There is no reason why Stu the mechanic would be out taking photographs. They had, it was the, it made no sense. Again, why is he doing that? Don't know photos. But he's still not fixed Darcy's car. No, not asked about his, it. Was the middle of the day. I'm, I'm, I was just out taking some photos. What is this? The same guy who walked in and like for no reason and, and got the yeah, same. Same day. Yeah, same day. So like. Clearly, why were they just trying to make him look a hero all of a sudden? He, it was why like he was the only not... one in that day, and they just said, what can we make him do? <sighs> Looking at everything, apparently. Uh, so, yeah, they Flick and Stu have a little chat, and she kind of confides in him a little bit about it all. Um, and then she goes back to Steph later on, and then Steph's like, I need to tell you something. And Flick's like, oh, fucking hell, what's going to be now? She's like, I think I'm pregnant. And... Yeah, Flick's pretty devastated about this. Uh, he's on too you, much for her. Do you think she will end up pregnant? Because I think we mentioned one. I think you said that these two had probably the same amount of chemistry as uh, another lovely couple we know. Um, <laughs> like, I can. He, ne- he never stays at her house. She's never at his house. When have they been shagging? Yeah, that is a very good point. That is a very good point. Uh, I'm also upset they've not waited for the wedding day as well, if I'm perfectly honest. Uh, I, I can't see it happening. Yeah. Yeah, but she's like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. And I don't think she took a test at any point. She's just like, oh, I think I'm pregnant. I can feel there's it. There's no test. There's, not, no, there's no bit of a story where she's took a test or you find one or whatever. It's just, I think I'm pregnant. That's the end. Like, that's it. Yeah. And she eventually tells Mark this and he's like, great. This is fantastic. He's fucking fuming though, isn't he? He's a little bit fuming. His face drops like fucking hell. I was probably going to go off with your sister. Like his face is just like, oh, I'm stuck with this now. <laughs> I mean, I imagine like, I, I don't know. Again, you'd know better than me. I don't know if you know any, like in the very recent, like recently, if anyone else might have had that same conversation and someone's gone, fucking hell, I'm going to have to stay with this one now. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know they go on and they make a big deal whether it's in real life or on the socials about how happy you are and it's what you always wanted but deep down they're thinking fucking hell I'm stuck now <laughs> I don't know you'll know better than me I don't know I don't know that could be a fairly common reaction I imagine uh, I said they're not even married just yet they, you know they might want to go on a honeymoon they might want to do all these things Mark and Steph live your life a little bit yeah Decide yeah. if you are actually right for each other. Yeah. Really. Yeah. But now the, the pressure cooker is turning up because I'm glad Tim and Grace are waiting till the till they're married. Yeah, me too. 
uh, yeah, but yeah, the pressure has been turned up, especially for Flick because she's like, "Fuck, I'm in love with, I'm in love with Mark," and he's just knocked Steph up, and that's why Lappy she can't take any of this, and that's why she ends up going out. She smells the fire, saves saves Lou and Rosie, Flick's the hero. Fantastic. No, ask about that storyline. No, keep go 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 and talk about how Connor wants to make Stu. Talk about that. <laughs> there is a lot of time devoted to how Connor wants to make stew. <laughs> there is. Uh, we'll get to that though. We can get to that. Well, we are talking about the Scullies though. Yeah, I'm talking about the Scullies. Well, you know what I thought was interesting? So um they get Steph gets the girls round, doesn't she? And they're all having like a wine and that. D becomes an absolute filth bag in the in these episodes. Oh, where yeah, she what? wants she wants a bit of Mark, Steph's fiance. Lynn joins in with, yes, he's got a nice bum. I wouldn't mind a, a bit of it as well. They're all just proper being like, yeah, because they're having filthy like, girls here. Yeah, I love they're, it. They're having some <laughs> sort of henish kind of do. I don't know what's like right going on. But yeah, once D's had a glass of wine, Jesus Christ. Because she shows up and goes, so where is it? I've never met this Mark Hunt before. Where is he? Which I think is really weird. She's she's her friend. Like she's and she's how long has she been with this Mark for? A year, six months. Yeah, something like that. I'll say that. Call it six months. Lives on the same street. D's a bet one of her best three best friends. Say, never met him. Never met him. Yeah, it's weird. She's like, I never met him. And then like he shows up and D's like straight away just like fucking checks him up and now and goes, yeah, I fucking would. Well done, <laughs> fucking right in front of him, like he's like he's a piece of meat that could be sold. Well, then Lynn joins in. Lynn's like, yeah, <laughs> I would as well. It's very bizarre, uh, but so they're having this, um, they're having this kind of hen do while while the uh, the Hancocks are having their leaving day. So, <laughs> so we, we said, didn't we? And we all we bet on it. I think last week. Would the Hancocks have fucked off in the next five episodes? Five, not 20. Five, we just watched five. In the, in the next five episodes, and it was the fourth episode, Hancocks leave, fuck off. So they're having this party, um, and it's one of those, and I love, this is one of my favourite, like, neighbours quirks, when, like, people are leaving, or there's a big event, and they clearly haven't booked the whole cast that day, and there's no fuckers there and it's, in, <laughs> and it's never more noticeable than when it's a shit family we all fucking hated and wanted to leave and had nothing about them whatsoever <laughs> when none of the fucking cast turn up to the leaving party well, he's, not one of them... he's not even that sorry adam i cut you off there go on you're fine he's not i don't think we we're going to say the same thing here because he's not even that because there's a other party going on in that same episode all the girls are there having a party and literally at some point joe goes I'm going to go over to the Hancocks to say goodbye. You want to come? And they're like, nah, those cunts, fuck him. We're staying here. Yeah. Well, it starts early. They're like, it's, the party starts during like the afternoon or something. They're having some pizzas or something. And then the reason Joe gives, because Michelle might go and Joe might pop round. Um, but the reason he, like, none of the girls are there or Lynn's not going, Joe says it's because they're out buying shoes. That's what he says. He says that, and I'm like, that's a bit of a lame excuse. And then it cuts back, and they're not out buying shoes. They're literally having a party two doors down. They, <laughs> that is a complete lie. They never went out buying shoes. It was bullshit. So no fuckers are at this party for the Hancocks, are they? Yeah, not at all. I think Joe, Joe does pop his head around. Does Connor show up? 
Connor goes round. Mal Kennedy goes round. He's, never he's only fucking part timer. He's running a fucking John Cena schedule. That lad. He <laughs> just shows up. <clears throat> Harold turns up just so he can give Mal Kennedy the fucking evil eye and call him a cunt. <laughs> it's really, it's the shittest. And it almost felt. What are we doing? We're doing a Hancock storyline. Yeah, now, we're doing the Hancock's. Yeah. So Evan does a bit of a speech, and it it almost felt like he had a dig in the speech. I thought. Yeah, he did. He's like, oh well, you know. It hasn't been the best time since we've been here, you know. Uh, we've been given no material to work with. <laughs> that's pretty uh, much... It sounds like that's what he's saying. <laughs> he's like... Not, actually, as you can say, no one's her. fucking here, so... She's fucking terrible, points to Maggie. <laughs> yeah, who fucking cast this bitch? The kid's shit as well. <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. What? No, I'm not even going to do my... No, I won't read it as written. Fuck you. And he's just, he's always like, no, keep keep going. We need to do the, the farewell. And he, he basically says, that's me. That's me. See you later. See you later, See you later fuckers. See you later. Fuck let's, keep, let's keep in touch. Whatever. He says that. And that felt like it was to the actual cast. We'll all keep in touch, will we? Fuck you. <laughs> let's get him on. Yeah, let's get him on. Get him on. Honestly, I reckon he'll be fucking brilliant, that guy. Yeah, we said we wanted a disgruntled guest, and he was so fucking disgruntled about the whole thing. He really didn't want to say anything nice about what was going on. Um, I swear, most of what we say is shitting all over neighbours anyway. So someone who absolutely, from the inside, hates neighbours would be a fucking hilarious guest, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was really good. Uh, With... Kind of what we've kind of missed all the whole storyline about months. We've got to the end of it. Basically, yeah. like him and Maggie are still falling out. He feels like completely emasculated because she basically said Toadie was better than him, and he was the fair play. Um, and he was fucking fuming about that. It's an awful, awful exchange. I mean, yeah. they're, they're both terrible actors, and they've got young kids involved as well. So it's that typical TV trope where the young kids are like, oh, you're getting divorced because of us. I'll promise I'll clean my room. And they're like, no, it's not you. Well, it kind of is, but... <laughs> Again, it sounds like you're speaking from experience there. <laughs> uh, but eventually they sort it out and because Emily's like, oh, I don't want to get divorced. She's speaking to Madge. So yeah, that's she speak weird. to Madge. Where, yeah. when did that come, where did that come from? I don't know. She, yeah, because she goes missing at one point. And they're like, oh, because they're too busy fucking bickering each other. And they're like, oh, where's fucking Emily? So they, they run out on the street like, Emily, Emily. And then they find a little bike or a little, you know, she's got a little pram thing, hasn't she? And she's talking to, I don't know what. She says she's talking to Madge. I don't know, is it some sort of shrine to Madge? I don't know. It looked like nothing. It was like it's round weird. the corner and you couldn't see. It's weird because this kid has never met Madge. Nope. Madge had died before the Hancocks got. To Erin to, to Erinsborough. So why she's talking to Madge about everything, I don't know. It's a bit freaky. It, yeah. Yeah, she's terrifying. Yeah, it's very terrifying. Uh and they're like, oh, that's the kind of moment they go, oh, look what we're doing to the kids. Maybe we should just make up. And then And yeah. they do, because otherwise it'd carry on a bit longer, probably. And they were like, just make yeah, make up. See you later. What, five more episodes? Nah, four, you're out. Yeah, get done. Get, we don't want we don't want you on the four thousandth episode. No, we've got, got a big fire to do. Got a big fire to do. 
Uh, I'd, have much, I'd have been much more interested if they'd set fire to the Hancocks. That would have been a good way to get rid of him, to be fair. <laughs> and I can not. imagine the other neighbours like smelling the smoke coming outside and going... So the Hancock's burning down. Yeah, nah. Just, just leave it. Got some shoes to buy. <laughs> so yes, the Hancocks are gone. But it is not the only person we get leaving. Someone else has gone, Tim. Someone else has gone as well. Not the pig. Pig's still there. No, pig is still no. there. Uh, no, Mal is still there. Mal is still there. And I don't know why. Um, He's there to be a cunt. He's just being a cunt. Just being a cunt. But then he has a bit of a moment. Are we doing, which one are we doing? Are we doing Mal or are we doing the person who left? No, we'll do the person who left. We'll do the person who left. Uh, so Ellie's feeling very upset about this whole thing with uh, Liz going off to Sweden. She's like, oh, she's still kind of asking, oh, when am I coming to Sweden? And Liz go like, well, actually, you can't not come into Sweden. So she's pretty upset about that. So Carl's like, do you know what I do when I'm upset with someone? I write a letter to him to get all my feelings out, but I don't give it to him. I just write a letter to just get it all out. It's cathartic. And yeah, <clears throat> excuse me, it makes me help, helps me think clearer. So she's like, write, you like, write a letter. She's like, oh yeah, that's a good idea, Carl. I'll do that now. She writes a letter. She's like, right, I'm, I've wrote the letter. I'm off to bed now. Carl straight away is like, let me fucking look at this letter. <laughs> Read this letter. Fucking next scene is at least, look at this fucking letter that she wrote to you, cunt. <laughs> next scene completely fucking betrays Ellie here well I thought that was good like I want like I thought oh and then it's going to be another letter that gets put to one side and hidden away and she'll never know like that other letter and I literally straight away like door shuts he's over getting the letter next scene he's showing her the letter saying don't tell her I showed you that letter well she knows about the letter now I think that's pretty good and it, it Brought it all to a head again. It was like Ellie, you're not going to be in the four thousandth episode. We need to get you. We need to get rid quick, quick. Get going. get going. So think of a reason quickly why you need to go. And it's such a fucking. It's so lame. So Liz shows up and she's like, "Oh, I thought we could all have dinner together." Uh, so they have dinner together and it goes shit. Uh, Ellie's like, "I'm not want to fucking go." Now, now they've decided that I'm coming. I don't want to fucking go just because. Like you should have wanted me to come at the start. Fuck you. I'm not coming. Uh, and Liz is like, oh, fucking hell, well, this has gone wrong. And Carl's like, yep, it has, really. Uh, do you know it's a birthday tomorrow as well? And she's I like, like it when he said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love like, it when they, again, it's like, oh, make Ellie's birthday. Just make it a birthday. What do you mean? Yeah. No, birthday. She's leaving. Leave it. Birthday. That'll make her feel shit. Yeah. So she's, she's like, like someone oh. put their hand in a lucky dip and went, what could be wrong next? Ellie's birthday. Fucking put it in. <laughs> so she's like fuck I didn't know it's her birthday despite her coming out of me of my entire body I did not remember the date of this when I gave birth to her coming out of my entire body <laughs> that's what happened she came out of her entire body just like e- eked out from every pore <laughs> I'd have much preferred that to a fire by the way uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you've got some childhood trauma over fires where you're just like, not, nothing damaging, but you just really didn't like one. <laughs> I always found them, I just found them underwhelming. <laughs> always found fire underwhelming. <laughs> As a pyromaniac, if I've ever heard one. <laughs> so Liz goes away, 
uh, comes back next morning, has bought her a shit present, whatever she could get from the garage. Uh, it's in the smallest box as well. Uh, yeah, God knows what it is. She doesn't even open. At no point does Ellie even bother opening this present. She's like, I got you a present because of your birthday, because I remember She's like, yeah, great, thanks. Uh, no, she actually goes, Carl, tell you. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, yeah, she does. And Liz Cal's goes, like, yeah, she doesn't lie. She goes, uh, yeah. And she's like, fucking hell, brilliant. Yeah. And this is so, it's, this is so weak. This, so Liz gives her some absolute sort of bullshit story about, well, do you know what? You didn't want a mother around. I did you a favor by abandoning you. You didn't want a mother like me around. I was teaching you to be independent by fucking you off to anybody else but me. Uh, absolutely fucking gaslights her and somehow this convinces Ellie to go with her it's so in the end it's like the story's done you go in fuck off well she tries to explain it to Shell later on like Shell and Connor come round and like oh this is your leaving party I can't believe you're leaving and she literally goes to Shell she's like fuck it what let's see what happens Well, it's not even a leaving party, is it? It's like, oh, all right, yeah, see ya. No worries. Nice one. Cheers. Bye. There's no, like, a full family and a separate character leave in the space of, like, two episodes or whatever. There's not, no one gives a fuck. No, not at all. Um, yeah, it's just it's really, really bad writing. Uh, so, yeah, Ellie's gone as well, which is a shame, really, because I felt like Ellie was a decent character. She wasn't bad. Yeah, they could have done something with her. They could have done a lot. She's working at the fucking she's reception for Carl. He's got to find another, yeah. another receptionist now. Yeah, but they bring in another receptionist. It's, it's, it's someone else he can shag. Well, we've got we, it's got to be a new family coming soon. It might not be in the next. Do you reckon it'll be in the next five episodes? New family in the house. Ooh, that is Mal's bought the house. He has. Yeah, look. which is weird. He's bought. He's, I don't know where he's getting this money from. Like, he's bought this house. He's still got a house in London where he lives with his wife. He's bought this house on Ramsey Street. That is not going to be a cheap house. And he's going to rent it out or something. He asked Carl to kind of be the agent for the house. And who's going to come and live in the house? Do we think it's going to be new people? Or do you think someone from the current street might go and live in the house? I don't know. I don't know. I'd not even thought about that. I was just so fucking happy that the Hancocks had left and vacated the building. I hadn't thought about that. In fact, it was an empty building there. All of a sudden, does the pig have a house yet? Yeah, that pig is could be the pig. Yeah. Also, just as a another side note, the Hancocks look after Bob now. What the fuck is that? Well, they've got. They're asking about with Bob, and they've got a dog called Audrey, and it sounds like they're leaving them both behind. <laughs> does, does Bob come with the house? I is think this- so. I think he's part of the house. Is this what it is? I don't know. I don't know who how Bob ended up there at all. Uh, it, it's very, very strange. But yeah, maybe they could... Yeah, just have all the animals live in the house. There's two <laughs> dogs there. There's, there's the, pig. the pig. Snake and a pig. Uh, we can have the, the ghost of Madge there as well, maybe. That's that not an animal. animal. I don't know. I just, I'm just thinking of... Just, it'd be great... It'd be like a it'd be like a really good season of Big Brother, just all these different things in a house. <laughs> Ghosts, dogs, some pigs. Uh the house has to be on fire as well. That'd be great if it was just constantly on fire, the house. 
Or like, no. if they, if they don't they ever let him meet TV execs, if we ever get any meetings for anything that we write for TV, he's like, right, yeah, we've we've talked about that, but I've got another idea. It's like Big Brother, but it's just animals and houses on fire all the time. I'm not, I'm not letting you two anywhere near any meetings I may or may not have in the future. <laughs> this never happened, to be honest with you. <laughs> So, yeah. We've got a new family to look forward to. Yeah, thank you for reminding me that, Adam. That's that is that is very much something to look forward it's to. Exciting. Yeah, and a new receptionist as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll finish off talking about Mal. Uh, so his coffee deal's going nowhere. He can't get it off the ground because Harold's being stubborn and community's against him. So he's been took off the job. Some other some other cunt has been brought in to 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 seal the deal. Uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is. It's such a generic name. Uh, but Mal's like, oh, I can't believe it's this guy. This guy is the worst. I hate working with this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy was the same guy who wanted the pig for his dinner. He's <laughs> very much that guy, I reckon. <laughs> Maybe that's his uh, his uh, technique, his, his bargaining technique. He shows up, he's like, you don't want to sell the coffee shop? Can I interest you in a pig? Just starts laying it out one one note after another, and then a pig, boom, back. Uh, so yeah, he's been taken off. He's been taken off the job, which causes him to go have a bit of a meltdown with Carl, uh, which then causes when they've got cooler heads to have a nice little father and son heart to heart, which is nice. Um, so yeah, this could this could be the end of Mal pretty soon, I think. I think in the next five episodes, Mal will have gone back to London. Yeah, Mal have gone. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, by the way, there's a new family. Oh, I wonder who this new family could be. I've got an idea, but I don't know if it'll be them or not. Mm. I've got an idea who the a new receptionist might be as well, but I don't know. So why she's part of the family. Oh, we have got lots to look forward to then going forward. Uh, and that'd be a nice way to, to end the episode, I think, with lots of stuff to look forward to. We have watched 1,000 episodes of Neighbours, there or thereabouts. Well, me and you have. <laughs> Tim has watched one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good ratio, Tim. We'll see. Should, should we try and double that in the next thousand? Uh, I, I might try. Honestly, Tim, do yourself do yourself a favour. Get to episode 3,996 and just marvel in the 21 minutes of Darcy and Pigs. And all the other fucking shit going on. It's shameful. Yeah. We should be committed neighbours fans. And this week we've got more entertainment out of a pig than <laughs> than a fire that was meant to be the main event for the four thousandth episode. You, well, then I bet you, if there are any other like neighbours rewatch podcasts, whenever whenever they catch up to us and watch the same episodes, I bet they're fucking loving the fire. They'll be like, "Fire this, fire that," and everyone will be like, "Fucking hell, not another fire." We don't do that. No, we don't do that. That's pretty much how I felt about the fire. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I felt about the fire. I do not. I'm not in other fire. We've had enough of fires. More pigs, please. Uh, and hopefully we'll get some more pigs and some more animals next week. Uh, Tim's being beckoned off. I can see. Oh, she's calling. That's it, everyone. Grace is <laughs> ending this week's podcast. It doesn't matter. We've got more to do. Grace has said it's done. So we are at a close. Good night, everybody. Look at her face. She's fucking fuming with it. 
Sorry. Oh, <laughs> angry gym. Grace. <laughs> Have fun at the gym. Thank you. Take him with you. You could do with a workout. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was lovely. It was a nice bit. I told her about the chemistry. No chemistry whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) I could have watched that video back in slow motion of when Grace kissed him. (laughs) We'll get some. We'll get some body language experts on to see. I think he recoiled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, that was a very. That was a great way to end the episode. Nick Thousand. Lot of episodes of Neighbours. Here's to the next thousand. Yeah, here's to the next thousand indeed. Uh, Should we watch a thousand in one go, do you think? I think that's doable. I think anything more than five is like, would be far, far too much. Even 20, I think, would be ridiculous. Yeah, that'd be fine. Let's again, let's stick to five because at any point there could be a pig and that's an easy (laughs) net was worth. uh, As a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thank you to, to Tim and thank you to Adam and uh, thank you to Grace as well if Grace is still in the background <laughs> Tim's looking off camera she definitely is <laughs> no I think you've got this is when like the, there's an Oscar speech and someone's playing the music it's Grace going fucking get a move on <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thank you very much for the last thousand episodes here's to the next thousand see you next week if you'd like early access to the extended versions of this podcast, don't forget you can subscribe to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch for just £1 a month. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at watchneighbour. And you can also leave us a like and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.